0: Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people and launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. My name is Dan Dimite, and I'm joined here today, not with my co-host. Patrick Rice, but with another great friend and brother in Christ, Aaron Richards. Aaron, welcome to Encounter.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here again.
0: Yeah, so Aaron has been a guest on our show in the past, and he is co-hosting with me today. So Aaron and I, we run a ministry called Damascus, and one of the anchor uh, programs and missions of Damascus is Catholic Youth Summer yeah, Camp, wow. where we transform thousands of young people's lives every summer. And Aaron and I, we've actually we've been doing uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp together since 2001. I don't right? even think we mentioned that on the last show. No.
1: I've known Dan since he was like wearing studded bracelets
0: and belts. Oh, yes, that's right. I was a punk rocker. So we went We went to the same grade school, went to the same high school, same college, um, and, and and we've been doing ministry together since mm-hmm. we were like uh, 16, 17 years old. So it's pretty exciting. Um, so Aaron, why don't you open us up in prayer today? Absolutely. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and
1: of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, we bless you for all the good that you have done in our lives, Jesus, and, and just for who you are. Father, thank you for the work that you are about, um, not only in and through us, but especially in the lives of the people that you've called us to encounter. Jesus, I thank you especially for the for the ministry of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, for what you're doing through each of our families, for the work of Saint Gabriel Radio, uh, God, and for Catholic parishes and ministries that are that are seeking your heart and doing your work everywhere and every day. We come into uh, the opportunity to meet with amazing people. Um, Jesus, and just to live the life that you've called us to live and to see it lived out in extraordinary ways. So, Jesus, bless the work that we're about. Um, Bless the work of of every person who's listening to this show today. Uh, God, and continue to be about the work of, of mission in the world.
0: And Lord, I just pray that today you would transform our listeners' lives so they would grow to hear your voice more. They would grow to know you more. I pray that um, just a release of joy would come from heaven during this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyone listening that's lacking hope, Lord, I just pray that you'd pour forth hope, that God is going to bring you hope, listeners, today. God's going to bring you uh, an increase of joy. God wants to um, re- prioritize uh, your life, and allow you to see things from his perspective, not a worldly perspective. Lord, we just thank you. We pray that you would uh, bring a renewal of the mind, shift our mindsets today, that we would see like you see we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Aaron, this is going to be fun, okay? This is so, going to be so fun. So we, uh, you know, ministry is hard sometimes. Like Jesus says, if we're in ministry, we're going to get, like, rebuked and persecuted and all that. <laughs> but when Aaron and I were young, we chose to to do the best kind of ministry ever. We run a high adventure summer camp, yes. so, so our persecution usually revolves in, like, riding jet skis and playing paintball and, and having fun. So, so it's a different kind. Of like hard ministry, uh, but can you give a context? What is Catholic Youth Summer Absolutely. Camp? Absolutely. So we started in two thousand one. That was a long time ago. Long time and, ago,
1: uh, we started as a as a parish outreach here in lo- one of the local parishes in in Columbus, Ohio. And we've been blessed to see over the course of fifteen years that God's just grown this ministry from grassroots all the way to. Honestly, I mean, I, I, I want to be bold in saying that this is one of the most impactful ministries that's happening in the in the church today for young people. Uh, we. We're a, we're a ministry where we seek to live the adventure of our Catholic faith. Our mission is to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of their faith through high adventure activities, um, through world class programming, and and through an environment of encounter. And we do that at Catholic U Summer Camp through high adventure activities leading to a high adventure faith. So so students come and join us for a week of, uh, like Dan suggested, of the jet skis, of the high ropes course, of uh, the paintball um, of all of the exciting things that make camp what camp is, and uh, we use that as a vehicle to to introduce them to a relationship with God, to introduce them to a prayer life where they're able to to encounter the voice of God and to and to live a life of evangelization, to live a life of
0: mission. Yeah, you know the Dynamic Catholic Institute did a, a major research um, <clears throat> process, and they came up with the fact that eighty nine percent, so like five out of six. Uh, young people are falling away from their faith before, uh, within 10 years after their confirmation. Yeah. So, like, if, if your parish listeners has a hundred students in their confirmation class, that means, uh, Eighty nine percent of them are going to fall away from the faith before they even graduate college, right? Like that's insane. Eighty nine mm-hmm. of them will fall, and so it's not, well, not only
1: insane; it's it's not acceptable.
0: It's not acceptable. <laughs> Why are we bleeding out? And and um, what we what we're striving to do is to help young people in middle school and high school have a life changing encounter. So that yeah. same study realized that of those um, who remained Catholic that they identified some event or an experience that triggered their faith commitment yep. and and that's what and i think sometimes in ministry like we can get critical of like oh like it can't just be about mountaintop experiences and of course it can't but like you see all through scripture mm-hmm. where do people encounter god on the, On the mountaintop, right? And so, like, we, 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 are we supposed to live in the desert as the people of God? No! Like, we want to be equipped yeah. in times of dryness, but we want to be able to find mountaintop experiences where Christ awakens our faith and shows us who he is so that when we leave the mountain, what do we want to do? We want to bring other people up to the mountain, Amen. right? <laughs> like, like, hey, I encountered this guy, and, and he transformed my life. Let's get up yeah. there with him. And um, so one of, the,
1: one of the coolest things is as, as we, you know, Dan and I, uh, as, as we and our staff go through our day-to-day, um, it's easy, even in church world, to, to get overwhelmed by the by the day-to-day grind of work. And it's so good to be reminded of actually encountering relationship with the lives that are being transformed. So we get the blessing every day to work with an amazing staff of missionaries who are really working on the front lines in, in living this call to discipleship and living this call to mission. And it's so good to, to actually see and to engage in the individuals whose lives are being touched. And, uh, and that's who we have with us with us today.
0: Yeah, and we're, so we're gonna we're gonna bring on the show a few of our campers. They've been coming to camp, and their lives have been transformed. You know, I think one of the keys in ministry, Aaron, is that it's not just about leading young people to have an encounter with Jesus. Like mm-hmm. this show is all about highlighting people's encounter with Jesus, and then how they are are living lives of extraordinary mission. And yeah, absolutely. um, and that's what we're about with uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp. We want to bring young people to an encounter with Jesus, but it's not just about forming disciples and young disciples. It's mm-hmm. actually about forming young missionary disciples, and it's not about watering the faith down. Our bishop here in Columbus one time, he said something that was so profound. Someone asked a question at a, a, uh, a meeting for youth ministers, and um, basically the uh, bishop's response was, you know, I think we need to provide a faith a faith that kids don't grow out of, but they grow into, yeah. and and I think so often our outreach to young people is something where kids are like, oh, well, I'm grow, I grew out of that, like it mm-hmm. was too, like it was too childish, so it was watered down, and like, yeah. um, and I think what we're trying to provide is a faith that young people grow into, yeah. where it's like, well, we're going to teach you how to hear the voice of God, we're going to teach you how to have a daily prayer life, and and, and how to meditate on Scripture through Lexio Divina. We're going, we, you know, our campers go to daily Mass, and we teach them every day before Mass about another element of the mystery yeah. of the Mass. So why do we do the offertory? Why do we have the penitential rite? What is the epiclesis? Like how yeah. many fifth graders and sixth graders do you know that are able to define the epiclesis, right? Yeah. Like, because we're trying to engage them into the mystery yeah. um, so they grow into their faith as and, opposed to out of it.
1: Yeah. so often our temptation in, in ministry is to set the bar low, right? It's to it's to water down the truth so that it can become accessible. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, that's what we've been told we have to do to actually engage young people. And that's that's not reality. We have to raise the bar so that they can rise to it and and here's the good thing the good news is that it works it <laughs> actually works
0: no really <laughs> it is and young people are hungry for it and it's contagious so what we've seen is year after year um our, our camp numbers grow and camp numbers don't grow because we have a lot of like really, um, you know, uh, awesome marketing plans and all these awesome, like really marketing ag- highly attractive, <laughs> amazing, talented directors. Yeah, yeah no, it's growing <laughs> because our young people are actually becoming evangelists And, uh, just like Saint Andrew, when he encountered the living God, he goes to his brother Peter and says, "Come and see! I've met the Messiah. I have found the Messiah." And yeah. that's what we see from our campers—they encounter the living God, and then we send them back into their schools on mission. And they go to their friends and their classmates and their sports mates, and they're like, "Come and see! I've I've encountered the Messiah." And then and they invite. And so much of evangelization is invitation. Amen. It's it's about inviting your friends or the people in your life into environments that are going to yeah. transform. And like, I think sometimes we're like, Oh man, I've got to figure out all the perfect ways to evangelize my coworkers or my friends and I can't, or my family. And I can't figure out how to evangelize them at the dinner table. And of course, it's hard to evangelize at work. But what if instead we just invited our coworkers Amen. to an alpha program, yeah. to a pro, uh, like to a ministry program at our church to, to invite them into relationship with other Christians from our community where now all of a sudden, like, I, I'm introduced to the community of the faithful, yeah. the church, and my life is transformed through yeah. the Eucharist.
1: And our, our guests today are gonna are gonna show us that in in one of the most uh, intimidating ways possible. I think sometimes we would even think, man. I could do this to strangers. Like I could I could tell strangers about Jesus. I I might even be able to tell my coworkers about Jesus, but my family? Yeah. Oh gosh, that's intimidating, right? Amen to that. We've got two sisters today.
0: Sister, sister. Sorry, Sorry I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that may need to be edited out. <laughs> who oh, are, no, that's who vague. are gonna who are gonna share their witness of of the life that they're living together, even in, in middle school and high school. Um and we're, we're so excited to see this. We, kn- we know this family well, and they've been a part of our ministries here for, I don't know, four, five, six years. And uh, they're truly living this, uh, this call to missionary discipleship.
0: Awesome. So we're going to take a quick break. If you're listening to this show, don't go anywhere, because we're going to have a seventh grader and a twelfth grader on Encounter Radio sharing about their life-changing encounter and how they are leading other people to encounter the living God and transforming their parishes and their schools and their family. We will be right back. With Apple TV, you can instantly
1: stream Encounter with Dan Demite and Patrick Rice to your TV. All you need is a high speed internet connection, a TV, and the Apple TV player. EWTN. It's everywhere. More to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to
0: Life is about living the Catholic difference in our marriages, our families, the way we approach life in general.
1: It's about
2: celebrating life and our Catholic faith and discovering all the ways God wants to bless us and help us be a blessing to others.
1: More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek, weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people and launching them into the lives of extraordinary missions. So, Aaron, we are going to give our audience a treat right now. I can't wait. For the first time in Encounter history, we have <laughs> two miners sharing their conversion story. Wow. Let's welcome in studio both Lizzie and Kate. Yay! Yay! Welcome, ladies. All right. So, Lizzie, just for our guest, can you just introduce yourself? Like, What grade are you in?
3: I'm in seventh grade at Immaculate Conception School.
0: Wow, and what age are you?
2: I'm 12.
0: Oh, that is such power. And then, uh, <laughs> Kate, how old are you?
2: I am 17.
0: And you guys are sisters, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I just, Aaron, like in, uh, in the Gospels, Jesus refers to James and John as like the sons, sons of, of thunder. thunder. Yeah. Like, So I'm just going to proclaim you guys as the daughters of thunder. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, this is just a powerhouse uh, um, sister relationship that just is is sharing their love for the Lord with the world. So why don't don't you start with just sharing kind of your conversion story, how you fell in love with Jesus uh, with the world. So Lizzie, do you want to start?
3: Uh, Sure. Um, Probably the first time was the first time when I was like singing during like a time of adoration. And it was like, it just like literally hit me. It was really cool. Because, like, I had never really experienced, um, like, Jesus. And during that time, I was, like, I didn't really put him first. I didn't think about it. I probably just—I was just living my life without, like, even caring about, like, hey, there's someone out there who wants to know me, who wants to love me. And I think that, like, completely, like, that truth— was really showed to me shown to me when like during adoration when I just saw like saw it like showed me the face of jesus so it was it was really cool that's yeah
0: awesome. that's amazing so when you say you saw the face of jesus, what do you mean by that
3: um when like the monstrance came out it like just like um the luna it was like I thought it was like I had this really weird sensation, so I was like, this is the face of Jesus, so I think that's him showing that, like, it is him.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, Lizzie, most normal—was this in sixth grade? Yeah. So, most normal sixth graders like, are are bored at Mass, like, mm-hmm. they they haven't necessarily—wouldn't say, like, they, they've had this powerful yeah. encounter with Jesus' love in the Eucharist. Why? Like, what— Why do you think that you were were able to see Christ in the Eucharist so beautifully and fall in love with him?
2: Hmm.
3: I don't really know, but I think it's just—I think I was able to because God, like, had this, like, in store for me. Yeah. Had, like, a plan for me to, like, figure out that, like, he was in my heart and, like, he was with me, like, probably in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Just, like, at that time, like, it was his plan, so—
0: Awesome! Thank yeah. you so much for sharing,
1: Lizzie. One of the things that I, th- I think we've noticed that God really responds to is hunger. Do you? Mm-hmm. W- how would you say that you were hungry for God's presence in your life in sixth grade?
3: Um, probably just because, um, like I was really searching for something that I needed to like have comfort and to feel loved, and I just didn't. I didn't feel like I had that, and I feel like when like. I was, like, searching for something like that, I found Jesus. So,
0: yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Do you think other people are searching for that? Yes, definitely. <laughs> How do you see that?
3: Um, Probably just, like, especially with my friends, just seeing them just, like, at school if, or, in, like, mass, just seeing them sitting there just saying the thing, saying the responses and singing without like no meaning. And I feel like they're looking for something that like they don't have.
0: Yeah. what did you do in response? Like when you got home from this Eucharistic encounter and you were seeing your friends with no like passion or or purpose at mass, like what did you do in response?
3: I think I was just like trying to share the joy of like what I had received and I just, like, I was kind of getting disappointed because I was like, God, why aren't you, like, why aren't you doing this for them, too? And I felt like it was, like, my turn. Since he helped me, it was my turn to help them.
0: Mm. Yeah, so praise the Lord. And what did you do to help them?
3: Um, Kind of. I think I was, like, I um, interacted with some of the kids more and just, like, not, Caring, like, if, like, or being nervous around them and just, like, being kind to them and including them. Probably just, like, being joyful and being kind and just trying to be, like, the face of God to mm-hmm.
0: them. Praise the Lord! I love it. All right, Kate, that's that's your little sister. Don't let you can't let your little sister show you up, right? That was pretty powerful. She she's just like, yeah, I went to adoration, and Jesus blasted me with His merciful love. Uh, so, Kate, why don't you share with our audience, like, how did you encounter Jesus? Oh
2: gosh, um, well, there's been many instances, but um, I kind of like I heard about like I grew up. Knowing my faith, but not like knowing who God was. And so I kind of, I just, the first time I think I really like, like saw God or I started like realizing like, oh, there's something more and I've been like missing out just like all this time, but was mm, probably in adoration, just kind of like every adoration, has always been like a pivotal like time where I like see like God and I kind of, I don't know, it's really easy to hear God in adoration. So I have heard God probably many different times in adoration, but that would be like,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Kate, so many people your age would say, like, I've never heard God. Like, I try to pray, but I never hear God speak to me. Like, how would you contextualize? When you say you hear God, like, what do you mean by that?
2: Oh, gosh. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get really mystical on us right now. It's
2: kind of, I didn't really know how to listen to God until, like, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So when I kind of, like, realized, it's I feel like it's different for every person. But for me, it was, I... It's just kind of like I would try to, like, silence all of my thoughts, and it would kind of be, like, my inner conscience (laughs) talking, Mm -hmm. and then I would just kind of hear – and you have to, like – it comes with a lot of trust. You have to – I mean, so much trust that you can – it's actually, like, his voice, and it's not just, like, yourself, so – I had to, like, grow and, like, understand that that was actually not myself talking, and it was actually God, like, speaking to me through, like, my, like, inner conversation and, like, dialogue with myself. Yeah.
0: Praise the Lord. That's <laughs> so mature to, to understand and to wrestle with. Yeah. The Have you, uh, w- what are some things God's told you in prayer
2: oh, um,
0: about yourself?
2: I am a leader, which sometimes, to me, doesn't come as, sometimes not as easy as i think it is or for me to lead but in um i have so much confidence in myself but sometimes it like those lies will like come in and be like you shouldn't say that or just like ser- just little things and so reminding or he just like reminding myself or him god reminding me that i am like, confident and, like, courageous and powerful and everything that I say and how I encounter people can, like, actually, like, make an impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. You know, I love that because you talk about the inner lies, right? And so many of us just struggle with these lies inside of our, our minds where the evil one just wants to whisper to us, like, you're not strong enough, right? And But when you know the voice of God mm-hmm. and you can go to him in prayer, you can hear him say, yeah, okay." You're confident, you're yeah. strong, you're powerful. And then you're able to mm-hmm. respond to those lies and be like, "Hey, I am confident. Yeah. I am powerful. And you're just a a weak little liar." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So how have you acted like in times of like, okay, I'm nervous or I have I'm in, I'm faced with fear, but I'm going to move in confidence? and power and strength as a leader. Like, so God inspires you in prayer. He speaks to you. He tells you who you are. You are my leader. You're strong. And now you're going to respond by overcoming fear and difficulty.
2: Oh, gosh. Um, Probably I kind of, if I'm ever in a, if I was in a situation like that, I probably, I, kind of go back to that like inner like (laughs) dialogue and i like talk to god and i like Mm -hmm. um i a lot of times i ask the holy spirit like what i should like say or if there's anything about this like if i was talking to a person or a group or like leading a group or with like my or even just with my classmates i would kind of Sometimes I ask the Holy Spirit if there's anything like about the other person that I should like there's something just like I don't know if does that make sense, yeah, <laughs> so you ask Holy Spirit, is
0: there something about this other person that you want to share? yeah,
2: with them, or there's something they need to hear from God that I need to like say to them mm-hmm. or
0: that's pray awesome. with them, yeah, so that's like the gift of prophecy, right? where you're asking Holy Spirit, can you just reveal yeah. something about this person and and let me share that word with them so. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have any stories about when that's happened?
2: Um, probably whenever I'm in well, I went on um at Watterson. we have Kairos the retreat, mm-hmm. and I went on it last year with a couple of juniors and then, as seniors, we now have led it and so we had our own small groups and so a lot of times, like when I'm in that like situation i um it kind of reminds me to like go to God also, which is kind of good because sometimes you just need that reminder. But, and I would, just if like someone was asking a question or they like needed or a word or specific, just if they had a question, a lot of times I would ask God in that situation and he would usually give me an answer because a lot of times, like, by intuition, I kind of just know if that's, like, I should say that, or if it came from God, and I should mm. just, like, speak that. And a lot of times, I always do, which, so, yeah. That's, that, <laughs> I love that. That's, Praise like, the Lord. That's yeah. so
1: awesome. Kate, w- w- when would you say in your life you started, like, having that relationship with God, where you were talking to Him and understanding His, his mm-hmm. Word?
2: Um, Probably not until, like, just, like, two years ago, even. Yeah. Because... I would always like speak to God and like, I mean, of course, there's like different types of prayer and like there's asking and but there's also like, I realized there was listening like or res- er, receiving and, um, so like yeah, two two years mm-hmm. ago in prayer, I kind of just like and also with help of like other people in my yeah. life and like friends and, um, they just kind of like, help me like attune to like hearing. His voice, and,
1: and, the, and the cool thing is, in in two years' time, the like the, the way you're speaking now, even as a senior in high school, is just so mature in in intimacy and in relationship mm-hmm. with him. And it's cool to see how even in just in two years of pursuing that type of uh, of a relationship with him, that that your whole your whole uh, perspective on on your spiritual life and, mm-hmm. and relationship with Jesus yeah. can be transformed. Yeah, yeah. In in John's Gospel, Jesus Jesus says, you know. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Um, they understand him because they they know his voice, because they they follow him because they know his voice. And they'll never follow a stranger, but they'll run away from the stranger because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. That's in John chapter 10, verse 4. And uh, I see that being played mm-hmm. out so clearly in your life that, that yeah. because you know the voice of your shepherd, because you know the voice of Jesus, that you're able to make those choices and ignore those lies And you're going to be such an inspiration to your friends and to your family. Amen.
0: All right, girls. So you both love praise and worship. You're like worship junkies, right? Like, give me some yeah. more worship, Jesus. Like, <laughs> like, and like, you got kind of like a twitch because you want, you need some more worship. And uh, so, so, <laughs> so, like, what, what, like, why do you love to worship the Lord so much? And why should the church, like, why do we want to like break out in a jubilant like song of praise to Jesus Christ? Like, why should we wake up as a church? What makes you fall? Like, what has made you fall in love with worship so much?
2: Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, I mainly, I think for me, just like the joy, I think, of like the Lord and just his like presence kind Mm. of, that makes me (laughs) want to sing or just like rejoice. And so I feel like praise and worship is a very good way, um, at least it has been for me to do that and to... Just kind of, like, show even, like, gratitude to, like, the fact that he did give us all, like, voices to, like, praise him. And mm-hmm. so, that's...
3: Awesome, yeah. Kate. Thanks.
0: <laughs> what about you, Lizzie? Um,
3: probably because, like, it always, like, has seemed like the songs, when we sing them, I always feel like there's so much, like, truth in the songs I feel like when I like proclaim them, I feel like I'm proclaiming them, telling like God, like yes, like this is true. You love me. This, all of these things are true, and I feel like it always just like is a way that you can like come to know God better.
0: <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Praise the Lord. So, what, uh, what do you think? Um, do you do you believe that God is real?
2: Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: okay. So, so if 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 God wasn't real, would worship be really weird? Uh, yeah. is yeah. like, you know like could you imagine like so so you've been in gatherings right before like kind of explain for our listeners who have never heard of Catholic U Summer Camp who have never been to Catholic U Summer Camp explain to them what, what what does even worship look like when you're in a, a room with um, you know 350 people what's it look like? Um,
2: can vary. But yeah, <laughs> um, you definitely see a lot of smiling people. Yeah. Um, um, maybe you're one of those people who likes to praise with their hands up, like to the Lord. Um, or even just like, I mean, yeah, or like or kneeling, kneeling, just yeah, any
0: kind of got this like re- i'm just picturing like imagine if like you didn't believe that god was real and you walked in this room with 350 like middle schoolers or high schoolers and they're singing at the top of their lungs their hands are raised they're like falling down on knees or or like um just like just mm-hmm. experiencing like w- jubilant laughter or or tears mm-hmm. of love or and uh <laughs> and you're like wait a second yeah. like it, it would be ridiculous to worship <laughs> like this if if God wasn't real, right? And just how when when we enter into worship, it almost says to the world, like, listen, we believe with all of our heart that there's this invisible God whose presence we're in right now that we can worship. And um, and it's, it's, it's foolishness in the world, right? It's foolishness in the world's eyes. Uh, and it's just a testimony to faith, which is cool. All right, girls, so you believe that Jesus is real. Do you want others to believe that Jesus is real? Yes. Do you want others to encounter Jesus' love? Of
2: course. yeah.
0: So what do you, um, well, before I get there, because I want to hear how you're leading others um, with joyful expression to encounter Jesus. But um, so so like you haven't, everything hasn't always been picture perfect in your life, right? You've had uh, crosses in your life. So Kate, when you were like eight years old or seven, you found out that your mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so um, what has that journey been like?
2: Um, well, when I was younger, I didn't really, like, think of it that much. I kind of just would, like, be like, oh, my mom has cancer. Just, like, not really. It was kind of, because when you're younger, you don't really, like, think of all the details. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of just that. But, um, and kind of, and you'll notice is, like, throughout our entire, like, lives, like, with her, we never, like, you wouldn't have known that like she did have cancer. So we lived our lives like we like she didn't have it and she lived her life like she didn't have that like disease that was like with her. So I kind of grew up just like normally it would not like I feel like if some maybe it might have been different for like everyone is different like with Um, different people they have who have like diseases like that but with us it was kind of like yeah and I think we were blessed in that way also um it was such a like filled and like full life like that we had like during those my 16 years with her so um but as I grew up it like of course you like have that background like worry but in kind of just yeah, that's how I, as I got older, I like would worry about it more, but um I kind of my face was my only thing that kind of like um got me to like remembering that um kind of like just that God has a plan and that he only like wants the best for me and just like for my family, and so he would never like it wasn't um. And through this, like, ever since she passed away, it was kind of, like, it's still a process. And But um, realizing that it's, like, definitely—God it, would never, like, do anything like that in anyone's life. Like, it just has to do with, like, um, there's, like, God's will and God's, like, permissive will. And so it's not really— that wasn't God's will, and so I have kind of realized that, and so that's what's, like, got me a lot, like, through just, like, so far. And I'm sure uh, there will be different, like, humps and, like, bumps in the road, but um, so far that's what's, like, God is always going to be, I guess, faithful, and, like, he's never going to do anything that's not going to be, like, um He'll always make something, like, good out of, like, bad things. Mm. So, but.
0: so Lizzie, most people who describe you would say, like, you're one of the most joyful people they know, right? <laughs> yeah. And- Maybe even the most joyful person in existence, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> uh, earlier, someone was sharing uh, a story of how like you got uh, a head injury uh, one time, mm-hmm. and you're like bleeding, and you're laughing, and you're like, yeah. "Wow, yeah. this is <laughs> wonderful." <laughs> and so, and bleeding, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Usually, when you're bleeding from your head, you're not like laughing mm-hmm. and with with <laughs> utter joy. So um, this past year, your your mother uh, lost the battle to cancer, and she passed mm-hmm. and even in the midst of all of that, both of you have remained so joyful. And um, how has your faith um, inspired th- the joy? Or what is the cause of your joy that through suffering and through not little suffering, like major suffering, you've been able to stay joyful?
3: Probably, I think the way I've like found to be able to be joyful is probably by like looking at the like incredible example of my mom like every day she would wake up go and make breakfast for all of us then she would make my lunch I would go to school she would be doing laundry doing whatever when we came home but she like never thought about herself she always she was completely selfless and was like what can I do for my family today or for like others today and like I feel like she lived with Joy, just, I think by doing that, it brought so much joy into her heart. And I feel like if I, like, begin to, like, be selfless and, like, care about other people and, like, do what I can for others, I feel like it'll, like, bring so much joy. And to just be, like, happy that, like, hey, there's people who are happy to know me and, like, who are, like, um, happy because of my incredible example. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. I love that. So, how do you, um has, has it been hard to remain uh giving to others when you have difficulties in your own life? And how have you been other focused even through difficulties?
3: Yes, it has been hard to like, it's hard when I want to be like, try to be kind to others. But when I'm like, suffering and like when I'm down, it's hard to do that. And like, I feel like Sometimes people don't notice when, like, you're down or, like, um, upset or, like, about, like, about my mom or, like, or suffering in some way. People just don't notice, and I feel, like, kind of down from that. And it's, like, hard to, like, um, be, like, kind to others Mm -hmm. when I feel like they're not being the same to me.
0: Mm. So you both, you shared earlier about how, you know, when you're in adoration or when you're praying, God speaks to you. So in this <clears throat> past year while you've been uh, undergoing this great trial, um, what are some of the things God's been sharing with you in prayer to encourage you?
3: Um, For me, probably just that, like, He's never going to leave me. Mm. That, like, through, like, everything that I'm going to go through, um that he'll be there for me and he's not gonna leave because like he loves me and he just wants to comfort me through everything.
0: I love that. What about you, Kate?
2: Um I remember just like um the Lord or in speaking to me through prayer, um even just like last year um at camp or just like in adoration I um, kind of would, this one, he said like two words, because I I mean, through all this, you like sometimes you question mm-hmm. and you're like, why does it, did this or do these kinds of things happen? And so I heard him say to me these two words and it kind of like just hit me and he was like, um, it kind of just reminded me of all of like, is like one of those little flashback things where you like are like, oh, just like remembered of all or you remember everything that um God has like been with you in in like the past and then he will be in like the future. Well anyway, those two were two words were I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that like he's like there and but like just those Two, like, small little words made a really big, like, just, like, reminder of that he is very, um, I think this is the right word, (laughs) empathetic and very, like, compassionate. And so he, like, um, you, like, I, you can, like, unite that kind of, like, suffering, I guess, like, even with, like, Jesus' death on the cross, Mm -hmm. which is, that's, like, reminded me a lot, too. So those are.
1: Yeah. That he he sees you and he knows
0: you and he he knows your name and he knows your struggles Mm and he, and he cares. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I just, I mean, and and that's the power of being able to hear the voice of God in prayer, right? That like so often when people undergo difficulties and struggles, they, um, they feel like God has left them and has done this to them. And, you know, God has shared with you about this wasn't my will Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry this happened. And to be able to like have God, um, in Eucharistic adoration, to be there with Jesus and to hear Him say to you, "Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you're hurting," that changes everything. Or to be able to, like you said, Lizzie, to hear Him say, "Like I'm never going to leave you," like that just changes everything. And and God's voice it it's a it's a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. So, girls, what do you? Sh- how are you um, bringing your faith to others? Right? You want others to. And I just I want to thank you first for sharing that. Like I know that it's still raw and it's difficult. And listeners. Um, this is like this is just a great example of an authentic relationship with God what you have right it's not clean it's not polished it's not mm-hmm. like a professional presentation of like I've memorized every word of this script that I'm going to share but you're just sharing your heart and I, that takes a lot of vulnerability so thank you for that um and I know that even in even in the midst of everything with you falling in love with Jesus and you falling in love with worship and you undergoing difficulties with your mom's passing you've always, both of you have remained evangelists, and, like, you want to share the gospel with others. And, like, I don't know, you probably don't hear the, like, I hear stories on the street, because that's where I hang out on the street, and people are like, oh, man, like, Kate's, like, like all over Waterson, evangelizing her friends, and Lizzie, she's, like, crazy. She, like, as a sixth grader, like, organized her whole class to go to Eucharistic Adoration. I don't even know how you do that. Like, hey, Lizzie, can you, like, explain a little bit, like, what did you, like, did you actually, like, convince your class that like they should check out adoration
3: oh kind of yeah (laughs) so i kind of like it's like hey have you heard of adoration and
0: (laughs) what's that (laughs) yeah
3: some of i feel like there's a few of them that still don't know what it is but like i was like this is like it's an it's an incredible experience and like um i remember when I was trying to, like, have some of my class to come, um, I remember some, like, not, like, some of them taking it, like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And,
0: <laughs> did you make um, flyers, or what did you do? Like, how would you convince people to come? you, like, bribe them with ice cream or something?
3: Um, I really think it was just the work of God. I mean, because, <laughs> oh, like, there's a holy answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but probably just, I feel like... Sometimes I think I can be a little bit convincing. There you go. <laughs> oh, that <boy>. smile,
0: yes. <laughs> just um, a look. C- Kate's over here, like yes, <laughs> just a little. Um,
3: but probably yeah, that. And I remember, um, when was it? I think the beginning of fifth grade year when we were going to sign up for Catholic Youth summer camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking about. It. I'm like, hey guys, this is so cool. Kate, my you sister's been going, Jesus. yeah, and my sister's been going for, like I mean, I don't even remember how many years she had been going, like four, and um, I remember then a few months later, and they're like, oh, we're all signed up for Catholic Youth Summer Kids, and I'm like, yes. wow. Perfect.
0: Falling <laughs> so, no, right I'm, into my head. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Great job. That's amazing. And what about you, Kate? Like, what are you doing at Water Center? try to help share the gospel or with your friendships?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, I kind of, sometimes it's a challenge, but, like, um, I love, this is going to sound weird, but I love evangelizing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. What are you
0: going to do with your weekend? <laughs> I'm going evangelizing.
2: <laughs> but at school, it can be very hard sometimes. Uh-huh. But um, kind of, just, like, sometimes it, like, especially in high school, You don't, like, a lot of people are not, like, very, like, joyful in their their dreading school. And Mm -hmm. so maybe or a lot of times I just, like, find that um, I, like, counteract that and I'm, like, it's okay. You're almost done with the day. Just, like, Mm -hmm. um, being joyful and, like, every, like, kind of, like, suffering that they're, like, kind of, sometimes unnecessarily putting on themselves, but in helping them, like, realize the, like, bigger picture sometimes. And um, even at lunch, we don't get a lot of times um, during the school day to, like, converse and, like, have, like, real conversations. So whenever I get the chance to, though, um, like, at lunchtime or I always just, like, try to be really, like, present with people. And um, even or if there's, like, maybe a topic comes up that's about, like, your faith or something, or if they're talking about, because, I mean, of course, since we go to a Catholic school, we have theology, so if we're, like, talking about something, um, I'll try to be, like, the best witness I can to um, just, like, Jesus and, like, what he speaks just, like, about that, but, yeah, so joy and just like being very like authentic and like present with people and like just trying to uplift like everyone who's there.
1: I love that. Thank you. That's great girls. It's so apparent that you've got such a solid relationship and you're such an anchor for each other. I know in my, in my own kids lives, I want to just encourage them to be that source of strength for one another. I'm wondering, here's an awkward question for you. I hope that it's not too bad. I wonder if you could share with us and with each other today, what inspires you most about your sister? Oh, wow, there you go. That's a
2: good question. Um,
1: Kate, why don't you go first?
2: Okay. Um, I think Liz has probably just always been, she's always been very joyful. Even now, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but, and I think... I feel like sometimes we're, like, five years apart, and so sometimes you think, oh, they probably aren't that close, but, like, we're like this. And so um, that's probably just come with just everything that we've been through together, but mm-hmm. also just, like, in her just a lot of times she goes, like, straight in <laughs> with her face, or and um, she's a very, like witness to me of like God and like Jesus because I can like I don't know I see like God through her mm. a lot and just like the way she acts towards people and um the way you just like interact with others and you're so like caring and so
1: that's probably how I Lizzie, how about you?
2: Uh probably I
3: love how you have the freedom to just like talk to anybody, like you're just like so nice to everyone you know and new people that you meet, and like I feel like you inspire them and me to like be better people because, like, I feel like it's like I've always thought, like, well, I hope I wish I had the same relationship with God as Kate does, <laughs> and I've always thought of that, and I feel like. Like, it's just because, like, I feel like you're so connected to him. And, and like, in so many ways. And, like, you're, like, I mean, your relationship with God is different from mine. But, like, it's so amazing to, like, have, like, a role model for me to look up to. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, your, like, love for everyone around Like, you and, like, in our family and everything, like, and not being afraid to talk to people is, like, super inspiring.
0: Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, girls, we're going to have to go to a break, but before that, I have one last question for you. So, you've spoken of uh, Mm -hmm. Catholic Youth Summer Camp, and so if why should someone attend? Like, if if a kid's, like, on the brink of, like, I don't know if I want to go to a church camp, or I don't know if I want to go to, like, a, a church retreat type thing, like, why should someone attend a summer camp for their faith or a retreat for their faith? What does it do?
2: Um, well, you'll definitely, like, encounter Jesus. But also, it's just, like, the fact it kind of puts in everything um, that, like, or the realization that everything you do um, connects with, like, God or in some way, even if you're on the zipline <laughs> 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 or you're just doing, like, activities or like team activities or something but that everything and so through that you'll get like you'll um i guess realize and just like start to realize that god is like in everything and everything you do and that your faith is connected to like your life
0: yeah awesome i love that all right lizzie you get the last word probably i bet lizzie gets the last word at home a lot doesn't she (laughs) (laughs)
3: um i think that um it like it helped me find like purpose just like through like finding jesus like it's helped me a lot to find the purpose in my life and to just like walk through life knowing like hey i have someone out there who loves me and cares for me like and I feel like it helps to find like, um, like the fullness of life. So,
0: Amen. Yeah. Wise <laughs> words from the mouth of a yeah. seventh grader. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Encounter Radio, co-production of Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio and EWTN Radio. We are going to be right back.
1: A Lenten reflection with Monsignor Charles Pope.
2: As Lent progresses, we move closer and closer to Good Friday, where our Lord will suffer so much for us. During Lent, we often speak of three traditional practices, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And really at the heart of it is fasting. Fasting is a way of making room for God. Uh, Perhaps we will fast from food, and in that way we can save money and then
1: give alms. Or perhaps we'll fast from some activity perhaps looking at the Internet so much, or television, or some other lawful pleasure. And in that way,
2: we'll not only save money, but time, and we can spend more time perhaps praying, engaged in spiritual reading, or spending time with our family and children, or getting to Mass, or adoration. All of these are ways that fasting is really this idea of making more room for God, making that room in our life for spiritual things.
0: Lenten programs now through Holy Thursday on EWTN Radio and TV. And welcome back to Encounter. Oh my goodness, Aaron, that was insane! That was awesome, <laughs> right? How Inspiring, man. I, I'm sure, like most listeners, like I wish my little like seventh grader was just like Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, my seventh grader. What about me? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, seventh, that's a good point. <laughs> seventh, twelfth
1: grade. Gosh, I, I I did not have the depth of of a life of prayer that these that these girls have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How inspiring! I I bet that's <laughs> that that has to be going through your minds as listeners today
0: yeah what's sticking out to you the most one of the
1: one of the coolest things that that i think that uh, kate was sharing with us was the accessibility of being able to to hear the voice of god and how that's just totally transformed her spiritual life and her intimacy and relationship with him you know uh at catholic Youth summer camp we we actually teach this and we we teach that um we simply have to come to a place where we can give god access To the tools that he's given us to communicate with the world, right? And Kate witnessed to that so incredibly, that that it's through her imagination, it's through her intuition, it's through the senses that she has, it's through the, the words that she hears in her head, it's through the visions that she sees, right? Every single one of us has this capacity, because that's how God's built us to actually <laughs> communicate humans. with the world. <laughs> when you close your eyes, you see things, and it's not weird until we try to label it. So get rid of that stigma, um, and, and just to, to know that we can actually give God permission. Let's give God permission. God, we give you permission mm-hmm. to use the tools you've given us to communicate with the world to communicate with us
0: yeah when i was a kid uh, they would always say like prayer is like having a conversation with god and i didn't really understand that as a kid but it really is where i can ask god questions and expect answers and it was so interesting because Kate was like, well, when I'm in a tough ministry situation, I just ask Holy Spirit to reveal to me what I should say to that person. And, <laughs> you know, Kate isn't, it's not like she's like, oh crap, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? She actually relies on the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? You know? And then then you're able to give a prophetic word, a word of encouragement or maybe Holy Spirit like actually reveals a word of knowledge about a person and you're able to pull that out and uh, it's just a powerful yeah. way to evangelize. Evangelization and it doesn't take work. Doesn't, it doesn't need to be,
1: <laughs> you don't need to have anxiety about yeah.
0: proclaiming the name of Jesus. Yeah, so listeners, I want I want us to learn a lesson from the young today that we can hear the voice of God and if they can do it, we can do it, right? Amen. And um if only we would have faith like a child that we actually trusted the father's voice when he spoke to us. So when we asked questions and we saw a vision or we heard a voice, we didn't throw that out as oh, that's just me talking to myself, but we actually Said, so, "Wow, Father, you love me so much that you just revealed that to me." Yeah, um, one of the coolest
1: witnesses that Kate spoke about was the fact that she's grown in that, mm-hmm. and we can grow in that. Amen. So it starts with a practice and with some discipline, and in actually just changing the way that we speak, and in, in in experiencing a renewal of of the the mindset that we carry into prayer.
0: Yeah, and Lizzie, as a sixth grader, after she encountered Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, starts telling all of her friends about Eucharistic adoration and yeah. gets her friends. And, like, she was being modest. Like, from what I've heard from her youth minister, she got, like, h- uh, like her whole class to go to Eucharistic adoration together. She, like, put mm-hmm. flyers all over the school. It was like, you're going to encounter Jesus, come or die. No, it didn't say that. Um, but, like, so if we're, like, I'm afraid to share the faith at work, like, just get over yourself, people. Like, if, if these young girls can do this, you better you be able to do, do it. It. Like, and, and I'm just like called out. Like, yeah. we've, so uh, parents, if you're listening, you're like, man, I was inspired by that, and I wish my young people could encounter Jesus in that powerful way. We want to invite you to look at Catholic Q Summer Camp. See um, why. SC.com. We're a week-long residential camp that offers high adventure activities for middle school and high school age students. So anyone in currently in fifth grade is eligible to come to Catholic Youth Summer Camp. If you're a young adult listening, you're like, man, I want to serve as a counselor or a missionary at CYSC, go to CYSC.com backslash mission, and you can sign up to be a missionary and help bring the revival of the Catholic Church in America mm-hmm. to our middle school and high school age youth. This summer, we're going to have close to 4,000 young people here in Ohio and California Encountering Jesus Christ in a life-changing way through Catholic Youth Summer Camp. So that's CYSC.com. And uh, Aaron, we got to close. It's time to close up. But uh, you're, you've been listening to Encounter. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us and being a co-host today. You've done a great job. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yes. And listeners, we want to just bless you. So, uh, Father, we just ask that you would inspire our listeners' prayer life, allow them to hear your voice more clearly. Um, allow them their ears to be opened, their minds and their hearts to be transformed. Mm. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Encounter. If you want to listen to more of our shows, you can go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. Or you can find our podcast there as well. And uh, if you have a life-changing encounter that you want to share with our audience, you can let us know there as well. Thanks so much. God bless.